the Yak Legion Podcast, and the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Podcast are sponsored by the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. You can reach them at BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. Strictly Sail in Blue Ash, Ohio. Reach out to Brian for all your Hobie needs at 513-984-1907. And American Tackle Company. You can find them at americantackle.us. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to the Yak Legion Podcast. And tonight I have Brennan McDougall and Christian Highfield, two young men in the kayak fishing industry. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about getting the youth involved in fishing. And I have two youths right here. Two of these guys, they're both under 21, not even old enough to drink, but they're sticks out on the lake, man. So we'll start with you, Brennan. How's it going tonight, man? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good. Just working all day. Got a sick kid, you know. Yeah, Hadn't been totally out on the water for a good while. I'm itching to get back out there. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's been expo season here here lately, so I've been going to all the fishing expos and kind of having fun with that. And it kind of yeah. it kind of beats the the cabin fever a little bit, man. Oh yeah. So so it's been a while since I talked to you. I talked to you um, last season. I can't remember exactly what episode mm-hmm. of the Yak Legion it was, it was... but. It was like August, I think. Sometime. Yeah, around August, I talked to you, and uh, man, you, you you've been kicking butt over there in Indiana. So, what have you been up to since our last conversation? Man, just fishing uh, as usual. Uh, I think when we last talked, I told you how I demoed the Topwater 120 PDL, and I uh, ended up upgrading to that mid-season, um, wow. which is you know that really changed. It seemed to change my game a little bit in terms of fishing and efficiency. Uh, and I managed to do, you know, my, I, I said my second half of the season, I had a really great, you know, second half, uh, qualified for the national championship, uh, requalified for two state championships, finished well in points. I just had a, had a great season and I also managed to, um, take over the high school club at my high school and run some stuff with that too. And it, a lot of stuff's happened really for me. I've really had a good year. You have a high school kayak fishing team. It's more of a, it's more of just a boat and kayak team. So it's a mixture between the two. Um, it offers youth, so all high school, middle school, and elementary kids. And wow, yeah. man, you're the perfect young man for tonight's conversation, and uh, that's awesome. How, how you been, Christian? What you been awesome. to, man? You been working hard? Hardly yep, working. I've been uh, started back up school here a week or two ago, so I've been back at school. I've been working. Other than that, so it's just been tough to get out in this weather that we've had. All my weekends, I mean, we've just had rain pretty much every weekend, so it's been either rain or really cold weather on weekends, so it's just been really tough to get out lately. But I'm like, just like you, itching to get back out and be able to go fishing again. Oh, yeah, you going to the Columbus Fishing Expo or anything like that? Yes, I'll be at the Columbus Fishing Expo next weekend on uh, Saturday. So I know you're going to do some, some vlogging for your channel, OPH Outdoors. How's that going, man? I heard you just hit 400 <laughs> subscribers, man. Good job on that. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that's going pretty good. Uh, I've started uh, this winter, since you can't really get out or anything, I've started doing a bunch of videos over just like pretty much helpful stuff for other anglers. It's kind of how it goes with uh, this episode today, specifically helping other anglers get into the sport and learn more about the sport. So I love helping other people out with like little tips or tricks that I know about um, certain applications of fishing or like tackle organization or with fish finders or anything like that. So uh, once a week I come out with videos 
like that. Like last week, I came out with the best um, soft plastic, uh, best and cheapest actually soft plastic storage for boats and kayaks. So it's really what I'm working on this winter, just helping some people out, getting ready for the upcoming season. Oh, great, man. Brennan, do you have a social media presence? I do. I know you're on Facebook. Do you have Instagram? What's uh, my, what are your tags and stuff? Uh, it's McDougal Fishing uh, is my Instagram and my Facebook. I think it's just Brennan McDougal. But my main, um, like my main, you know, account for tournament recaps and all that is McDougal Fishing on Instagram. So I just do, uh, I recap most of my tournaments just talk about how I did and, you know, what I did wrong or whatever. And just also just, you know, post and have a good day in the water or something like that. Gotcha. What are your plans for 2020? I want to start like, I mean, I fished some bigger tournaments this year, but I want to get, I mean, I'm obviously fishing the national championship, but I want to fish some other opens um, almost not nationally, but just some bigger tournaments this year. Um, I have some goals set. I want to qualify for the all American, which is I think new to kayak fishing. I'm not sure if you heard about that, the All-American. No, I hadn't, yeah. But it's, uh, it's in November, so I want to qualify for that. And I have some other big goals for this year. But just continue fishing. and my, I just want to continue learning, um, learning new things, getting better. What are the series angler. events? Are you fishing any elite series events this year? Like yeah. the Hobie Bass Open, Bass Masters, the KBF stuff? I'm fishing the well, the KBF National Championship, fishing that on Gunnersville in April and late Oh, March. you're one of the um, 800. <laughs> yeah, one of the 800, yep. Um, which that was my biggest goal, which I'm glad uh, I qualified for that. But I'm fishing a couple of the HBOs, I think, uh, St. Clair, and uh, I want to fish the KBF East and West Harbors. I ended up, something oh, yeah. happened last year. I was going to go to that one last year, and I think I got sick the week before. That was going to pre-fish, so I didn't get to go to that. So there's some of the elite level events I'm going to fish this year. Oh, nice! I'll be at uh, I'll be at East West Harbor for sure. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a pretty popular event. I want to go up there. It's only probably a five hour drive from my place, and that's um, not bad. Like I'm definitely gonna I'm almost 100 percent gonna go to that one because I really wanted to go last year and uh, just didn't get to make it. Oh man! Well, I look forward to seeing you out there, man. I'll yeah. uh, definitely look for you. Uh, I usually camp out there. I got a, I got a tent. It's a three room tent, man. It's like a little cabin <laughs> and uh, I'm six foot one and my head doesn't touch the ceiling in this tent and you can walk around freely. I got one of them queen mattresses, inflatable mattresses I put in there. We're on four foot off the ground, man. I sleep like a king and it's got a port <laughs> for an air conditioner. And so I'll actually take a, a plastic crate. I'll stick one of my plastic crates down, stick an air conditioner on it, and then hook it up to the side of my tent. And uh, it's nice and cool. And uh, I, I have to have a nice sleep when I'm doing a tournament, man. Oh, and yeah. I know how to camp. I'm a professional camper. <laughs> oh, yeah. I camped, uh, it was, I think, the it was the second tournament of the year this year is on Summit Lake in Indiana. I'm not sure if you heard of that. Summit Lake. Yeah, yeah I've heard of Summit. And, uh, and as a as a campground out there, and uh, I ended up camping. It was my first time camping, and I slept awful. I mean, I I was not prepared for it at all. I slept really bad. It was one of the smaller tents, though. It wasn't like what you're talking about. Yeah. But, um, but it was it was an interesting experience. But it was also in April, and yeah. it got really really cold at night. So I froze. Um, yeah, that so, could get nasty camping in um, April um, and yeah, early yeah. May. But then yeah. usually May around Memorial Day, it's awful nice. That's usually when the, the the official camping weather, you know, the official time to start camping for the summer. Yeah. Um, do you do many? Uh, do you do many camping trips, Christian? 
Um, I haven't so far, but I've really wanted to. I've just never have somebody uh, committed enough to going out and fishing that is good to go out and uh, go. And before this upcoming year, when I got my pro angler, I haven't had anything to be able to. Well, like if I decide to go out on a lake and bring stuff with me, or on a river and bring stuff with me and just go and camp somewhere, I haven't had anywhere to put stuff. I've got a big ten man tent, so I mean now I can throw it in the back of my kayak and go wherever I want and go camp on a lake or something. So well, I want to this state year. State trail events we camp for like a lot of our in person events, especially for the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail and like the Cincinnati yeah. Trail. We'll all camp at a lot of those lakes. That's a lot of fun, man. Especially the Raccoon Creek event is one I'm looking forward to this year because it's two days. And Raccoon Creek last year was so much fun. We we had a we had a oh. blast. I mean, we were up till two one two o'clock in the morning hanging out and then getting up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., and getting out on the water by dawn. And it, was, <laughs> it was something else, man. It was a lot of fun. But um, So what are your plans for 2020? What do you have in store for this year? Um, so originally what I was thinking is I was going to try to find a – like I was going to join like Team Bass Extreme in a boat tournament and then do some kayak tournaments. But I've ended up deciding um, that since I've never really fished any like boat tournaments – I figure I'm going to do a cheap tournament that I can kind of pick and choose, like a cheap trail, so I can pick and choose what um, bass tournaments I want to fish in in my boat. And then there's a lot less events that way, so then I'll be able to go and fish a bunch of the uh, Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail and then maybe a few of the uh, Cincinnati Kayak Fishing Trails tournaments too. So I'm really wanting to do split it even-even, like maybe one weekend do a tournament in my boat, the next weekend do it in my kayak. So I'd really want to just work both ways and just get the – a big uh, variety of different types of fishing in the summer and spring. Oh, yeah, man. Be careful not to stretch yourself too thin, especially when you're doing a YouTube channel and you're covering both both worlds of the fishing. You know, uh, you got the yeah. kayak scene and you have the bass boat scene. And uh, a lot of it's the same, man. It's all just fishing. But yeah. uh, some of the crowds are a little different. So I, it's, I'm excited to see what happens with your channel, man. Uh, definitely. Thank you. But, and then also... Uh, one other thing is how I talked to you about possibly going down to the Kentucky Lake event for the Hobie BOS. That'll be fun, man. So if, I, if my schedule aligns with that where I'm out of school and if I uh, have an open weekend, then, hey, then I'll go down there with you and fish the Hobie BOS at Kentucky Lake. Yeah, man. I'm always down for have people come along, man. I even got enough room. Me and John Graves, he had one room <laughs> in my tent and I had the other room in my tent. And we had a third room for storage and uh-huh. down there at Gunnersville, man. So... And you have a nice setup. It sounds like you have a 10 man tent, man. We'd be good to go, man. We'd bring the whole family down, aunts, cousins, neighbors, brothers, sisters. But uh, <laughs> So let's talk about yep. the main topic tonight, man. Youth, getting the youth involved in fishing. And that's something I've been pondering on quite a while. Uh, I know, Brennan, you're part of a high school team. I know there's a few high, high school teams that... Mainly they get out there on bass, somebody's bass boats, and uh, they go out there and fish a little while and, you know, maybe fish a couple tournaments here and there. And that's awesome. I really like that, man. I would like to see more kayaking coming into the youth. Um, I know my buddy John Graves, he he was working with, um, I think, Madeira School about getting a, a kayaking league going for their youth over there. Yeah. And uh, they were going to take money out of the tennis <laughs> the tennis program, stick it into the kayak program. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. <clears throat> but uh, you have this whole generation now, though. It's kind of hard to get through to them because 
They all seems like video games is the big thing. And don't get me wrong, I like playing games. I'm a, I'm a millennial. I'm kind of like the the uh, I'm right on the brink of being a millennial because I remember what life was like without technology, and uh, I remember what it was like, you know, before computers, before cell phones, before social media. <clears throat> so. I kind of I kind of understand this new generation of kids. And you have like the Twitch streamers and the YouTubers that make millions of dollars. Millions yeah. of dollars, more than I make in a year. These people <laughs> make in a day playing a video game and talking about it and joking. Like guys like PewDiePie and some of these other <laughs> Yeah, you all laughing at that. <laughs> I mean, man, he makes a lot of money, and all he does is play video games and run his mouth. You know what I mean? And, man, they're they're rich, and it's a way bigger industry than fishing. Um, Sad to say it is. Um, I don't know. Maybe not a bigger industry than fishing, but, man, it's, it's pretty damn close because video games are so huge anymore. So how do you get these kids that are glued to their devices, glued to their TVs and their couches, out there on the water, out there fishing? What do you think, Brandon? Let's start with you because you're on the uh, your high school fishing team, man. What can we do to get these kids off these video games out there in a ta- in, with a tackle box on the lake? I mean, my, my view on it is a lot of kids that really don't fish, that think it's just like sitting there still with a bobber, yeah, um, not doing really anything, just not being active at all. And I try to, I'd like to get the point across that there's a lot more into it. I think it's important to maybe get them out once and have them actually really catching some fish. Mm-hmm. I think if they catch fish and they realize that, it, oh, like it's not just sitting here and waiting, you know, actually catching them and having fun. I think that really would get them hooked on it. Um, and uh, just like I said, having a good day on the water because some people go out there and they don't have a good day and they just see it as a boring sport. Um, but if you mm-hmm. have a good day, you know, it's fun. And there is bad days in fishing. It's just how it is with anything. You, know, you have bad days. and But I think it'd be good to get, you know, the kids out and, you know, have like a good angler take them out and get them on some fish. I think they really get hooked on it. You know, realize that, you know, being outdoors is a good time and just it's just a good sport that not a lot of people realize how much goes into it. Mm-hmm. There's so I mean it's ridiculous how much you know tackle or rod reels line selections and just even figuring out what the fish are doing you know there's so much that goes into finding the fish or so it's challenging it's challenging and then yeah these you know I play this game it's fishing video game during the during the nasty parts of the winter it's called fishing sim world or fishing yep. simulator yep. and you can kayak fish in that thing man. And I kind of had that idea, like, man, what if these kids, they're playing these video games, and they're like, man, you know, this could be really fun going out on a kayak and fishing or going out on a boat and catching bass. Um, I know my gateway drug when I was a kid was was bluegill. And I think that's, you know, starting kids off young, fishing for bluegill, because bluegill are easy to catch, and you can catch a bunch of them. And, you you know, you could take your kids as young as, as five or six years old take him out to a dock somewhere and just sling it over towards the lily pads and uh, be catching bluegills. And it's, it's action packed. You know, it's not like bass fishing where, you know, you're casting for hours sometimes and you're not catching anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's very important, especially with this new generation. I think that has sh- such a short attention spans. 
that <laughs> they're not going to have the patience to go out there and, and, and blaze the banks or, or use their electronics. And they're not going to put the hours into finding a big fish if they're not having fun with it. And um, I think crappie and panfish are great, you know, for people getting people into um, fishing. So maybe more youth leagues are revolved around panfish. Yeah. You know, that's that's the gateway drug, panfish. What do you think, Christian? So I'm kind of, uh, I agree with uh, what Brennan said about, well, wait, when, I just completely lost what I was about to say for some reason. Oh, brain farts, man. I do it all the time, yep. man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, too, that a lot of these kids, that they just get bored with it real easily and that really the only way to get them into it is by keeping them active, keeping them catching fish and i agree with you i mean a great way to get started is pan fishing catching bluegill crappie um anything like that because i mean pretty much every lake in ohio has those and every lake in ohio you can catch plenty of them really pretty probably any lake probably in the u.s has those or at least some type of pan fish or some type of forage or something like that that you can catch a ton of so that's a great way to get them into the fish or into fishing is just Put them on those type of fish, get them catching fish, and get them enjoying it before you get into another type of fishing. Like, I, personally, I uh, I didn't really fish much until I was probably 12, 11 or 12. And, I mean, my dad's never fished. My mom, she would bring us fishing every once in a while. But one of my buddies is the one that got me into it. And I think that's also one of the best ways to uh, spread it and get more people into it is just by getting your friends, bring them out, go fishing, get them to catch fish and have a good time. And then they'll get addicted to it. So like I, 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 he got me um, addicted to it that way. And then later on, one of my other buddies that I fish with right now, um, I fish with him all the time and he got me into like hardcore bass fishing. And then now I'm here because of that he got me, he helped me catch more fish. And so now I'm catching a bunch of fish. I'm out fishing him a lot of the time now too. And that now I can take other people on, like, say, my dad, for say, where he's never fished. And I had him catch his first bass three years ago, I think, or first first fish like three years ago. Wow. And wow. he's always said it's boring, it's boring. And then so my way of getting him to at least somewhat enjoy it is I'll bring him out to one of my local farm ponds where he can go and catch a fish on every, like, every cast with a Ned rig. And I'll give him a Ned rig and that's it. I'm like, go cast this out <laughs> and just jig it a little bit. And I'm like, you'll catch fish. And he does oh, that and he enjoys it. He can sit out there two to three hours doing that. But if he's not catching any fish, he's not enjoying it and he's not doing it. Didn't he go out and fish with Fish Cowan with us at one time last year? That was my friend's dad. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I fished with him a lot too. That's Todd Horton. He uh, he has a bass tracker and he fishes. And I, he's, I sold him my old uh, Ascend FS12T that I had. So he can get into kayak fishing a little bit, and he took my Hobie Outback out there that day. But I mean, I, I back to the panfish thing. I agree with it because I, I think a lot of us bass guys really started out with panfish. Like that's how yep. I learned how to do it. Um, when I, my dad used to take me out to my uncle's. Um, he had like a farm pond almost, and we just slayed them like all day long. Mm. And that's how what you guys were saying. Like it'll get them to realize like catching fish is fun, and then. When they get older, you know, start doing the bass stuff or whatever. I mean, there's so many different types of fish that people like to fish for. Um, yeah. I think a lot of us learned off of band fish, so it's... Yeah, definitely. And I I also, uh, back to what Zach said earlier about 
how you said the whole gaming community, how it's like really huge and people watch them on Twitch and YouTube and all that. Actually, right now, I think one of the best ways to get kids into fishing and getting them uh, enjoying them or enjoying fishing is through the YouTube scene. Um, I know a lot of people dog on them, but a lot of the time I've seen a lot of young kids go and start watching like the Guggen Squad type guys. Yeah. And they'll watch them and they'll enjoy, they'll really like what they're producing, what they're putting out. I mean, like them or hate them. I mean, I know people that like them. Some people can't stand the Guggens, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of kids that are watching videos like that. And then they're expanding into other type of YouTube channels, starting to watch that. And it's just getting them to start thinking about fishing and getting put into fishing. So I think right now probably YouTube's a big uh, thing that can help get kids into fishing too. I I like that you mentioned the Guggen Squad, and sorry for interrupting you there, but we're going to go commercial break real quick. But I like that you mentioned the Guggen Squad because I wanted to bring them up tonight and kind of get both of you guys' opinions on those dudes. So to hear the rest of the podcast, you just wait, listen to my special ads I got placed between, and we'll be right back. And here is a word from our sponsors, Venom Lures in Lancaster, Ohio. They're known for their great soft plastics and terminal tackle. They've been providing quality products from right here in Ohio since 1984. Mr. Dustin Carnes is the new owner and inventor of the DK rig. It's a weedless version of the Ned rig that's taken the fishing world by storm. You can check them out at VenomLures.com. Our next one is Strictly Sail. It's located on Kenwood Road in Blue Ash, Ohio. They sell Hobie, New Canoe, Feel Freeze, Three Waters, uh, Johnny Boats, and they've been providing high quality service to fishermen and watercraft enthusiasts since 1978. Reach out to Brian Tacey at 513-984-1907 or you can check them out at strictlysailinc.com. We have American Tackle, baby, the inventors of the microwave line guide system. Great company, run by a great guy, Austin Todd. Definitely definitely check them out. Their fishing rods are far superior. And then lastly, Fishing Real Fishing Company. They help make the logo of the Yak Legion. Great company. Check them out at realfishingco.com. All right, we are back with Christian and Brennan. So we mentioned before we went to the break, the Guggen Squad, love them or hate them. I think they're doing, I don't know. I think they're doing me, my personal opinion, before I ask you guys your opinion. I think it's it's a good thing because there's a lot of older guys, a lot of uh, serious kayak anglers that don't like them because they don't wear the, the, they don't wear a life jacket, you know, they curse a little bit, you know, a lot of people that are, they're religious, they don't really care for that, but they're getting the younger generation into fishing. Um, how do you feel about that, Christian? Um, you know, for me, it really depends on which one of them you're talking about. There's some of them that like, I don't care for and that I don't watch their videos. And there's some that I really watch and that I really like, like two that I really think are really like, they're just so, uh, let's see how I want to put this. They're so, uh, I don't know, but they're, both of them, they just post often really good fishing videos that yeah. make fishing look enjoyable. They make, um, I think they make a lot of kids start getting interested in fishing and wanting to fishing, and that's going to be John B. and Lake Fork Guy. Um, John B., just because he has some really good videos, he has some really cool edits in it, and he still catches fish in his videos. 
and he probably has one of the best video editors for YouTube in the U.S. right now for fishing content, I would say. And, I mean, that's why I think people really like his channel and really get addicted to fishing because of that, because of seeing all these edits and all of this uh, content he puts on. Then, like, like with, with Lake Fort Guy, he came from competitive high school fishing. He came from competitive college fishing. He knows so much about bass fishing. He puts out good content, and he puts out a lot of knowledge into fishing. So he teaches you while you're enjoying what you're watching. So I think that's what those two really have a big impact on um, getting more people into enjoying fishing or even thinking about getting into fishing um, just because of some of the content they put out. Now there's others that don't put out as good content or um, like as uh, as serious content on fishing. And I think that's what makes a lot of people not like them. I mean, there's, there's a few of them which are like that. I know quite a quite a bit of them though are like the John B and um, Lake Fort guy that really put a good content out for young anglers to watch. Oh yeah, 100% man. Uh, I watched a lot of Lake Fort guy videos. To be honest, I hadn't seen a lot of the Guggen Squad videos. Uh, I've seen a few, and I kind of get the gist of what they're about. Um, I. I think it's interesting. I think anything we can do to get the, these kids into into fishing, <clears throat> and I kind of looked into into Twitch, right? I downloaded it onto my phone. You know, being a podcaster, I'm like, hmm, how can I expand myself? How can I expand the media that I cover? And I looked at other fishing channels on Twitch, and they really don't do very well over there on Twitch. Yeah. Um, it's mainly video games and politics for some reason, and a lot of left-sided politics, but there's nothing wrong with that. But um, I kind of keep politics out of my podcast anyway. I don't want to go down that route. You know, I don't want to say who I support or anything. Yeah. But it's video games, and there's cursing, you know, and these kids are, are telling jokes and they're joking around and they're playing these games, and that's all Twitch is. Um so I, I decided not to go down that route. Maybe in the future there might be more of a presence of Twitch. Maybe I should get on there and start my own presence on Twitch. But I just I'm not entirely sure how well a fishing channel will go over there because it's really yeah. not the type of content that those people that that are into Twitch that are really into. Um, what do you think about the whole subject of the Guggen Squad, Brennan? I mean, there's a few things to it that I that I see. Um, one with like their baits. Uh, I think it's I think it changed with the youth a little bit about them releasing their baits. Uh, yep. It's like where I work, we got the Guggen or it's like the Catchco combination, yep. and we have like the Guggen soft plastics. I see a lot of the younger, you know, middle schoolers and just youth like me and stuff. They come in and get, and I don't, I haven't really used any of their stuff. But there's a lot of kids that immediately will come in. And they'll see the Guggen stuff and they'll immediately start looking at it or they'll buy it mm. just because they know. Um, I mean, I'm assuming they watch their videos and stuff. But they're, they're just doing something different that not any other fishing YouTubers have done, really. Like in terms of like like you were saying, the edits and stuff like John B yep. and stuff, his edits. And I think AP Bassin's good because he's more like funnier, I guess, yep. almost out of mm. all of them. And uh, I think it's good to have like the Guggen squad. They have a different variety of anglers like. Lunkers is more like serious, I guess, and then like yeah. John B's with the edits and AP's like I guess funnier. Um, yeah, some people. So I think they're definitely changing it a little bit for kids, and um, I 
I think it's a good thing uh, with the baits too. I like I said, I haven't used their stuff. It looks good, um, and I think it is bringing a lot of youth into it, making it a little bit more fun for like newer anglers, you mm-hmm. know, and for them to be able to, like I was saying about like different like YouTubers, like they're just doing it different than most other fishing YouTubers out there. Um, yeah. Just with the edits and stuff like that. So I think it's really attracting the youth. And just, they do some stuff with the youth too. Like I know they're sponsoring some high school teams and yep. stuff like that. So I think it's a good thing. I I support it. I mean, like, like you were saying, yeah. like them or hate them, I think they're definitely doing a good thing for the youth. Yeah, know, YouTube is a start in YouTube is the key to reaching these kids, I think. Yep. And social media, because kids love social media. They love YouTube even more. Kids don't watch TV anymore. They don't watch the Outdoor Channel. Maybe their dad in the front room, he's out there. He's watching the Outdoor Channel. He's watching Zona's awesome fishing show. And uh-huh. uh, they're in their bedroom on their laptop or their, their tablet anymore, and they're watching YouTube videos. And I think YouTube channels like um, uh, your YouTube channel, Christian, and, um, you know, Brandon's done stuff on YouTube. Yak Legion is on YouTube. Um, I'm really going to be focusing on my YouTube channel this coming year and um, really trying to reach out to everybody. And it's kind of hard for me to reach out to kids because I'm not a kid anymore. I'm, I'm 35 years old. I've got, I've got a daughter and, um, you know, I have a lot of ideas on how to get her into fishing and how to get little kids into fishing. But right now these generations, like the, these kids, like your age, Brennan, that are, that are from 15 to 25, you know, they're all you big YouTubers. YouTube is, uh, is, is the way to go, man. So, um, you guys I mean, have any other comments about that or yeah like i'd just like to say something quick like i agree with you like i mean youtube is a big thing nowadays mm. and like i'm 16 and i do watch youtube a lot like with fishing and stuff i think it's a good way to learn stuff mm. like too like because like tactical bassin i was about like, to mention they that do, they are yeah. i in my opinion they have some of the best informational videos yeah. and stuff like and the Coogan squad too but just so many all every kid watches youtube like basically mm-hmm. every single kid at least at the school i go to everybody's on youtube everyone has access to it now for the most part so i i do think it's a good thing um because you can learn things like uh with kayak fishing too like greg blanchard i'm not sure if you yep like i think mm-hmm. he's one of the better kayak filmers out yeah, there he's... he kind of explains like each bait he's throwing and you get to learn a lot of new things about the sport of kayak fishing so I think it's a big deal. I really do. I I agree with that. I was actually about to mention something about tactical bassin. Is I know like a lot of kids also. I've noticed a lot of people. They're kind of either intimidated by some of these guys that are out here fishing, or they're just intimidated by the idea of fishing. Yep. And that I think one of the best ways to not be intimidated is in the winter and stuff. If you can't get out and fish, like he said, go watch tactical bassin. Tactical mm-hmm. Bassett has some of the best informational videos, and you can learn so much about it, whether you're a beginner angler or an expert angler. I mean, I'm sure there's even expert anglers, like pro pro fishermen, that can watch Tactical Bass and learn something from them because those guys are just so amazing anglers, and they just know how to teach information about fishing really well. So, I mean, stuff like that, I agree about Greg, Blan- Greg Blanchard, that he makes some really good kayak fishing videos. There's like Headwaters kayaks, which makes really good informational videos about certain yep. kayaks, and that stuff can help get kids into uh, kayak fishing too. A hundred percent. 
I wanted to get some stories from both of you guys. I like to hear stories from everybody on my podcast. But uh, one thing I wanted to mention before we kind of ended the subject of the youth and fishing is something I've learned in my experience taking my nieces, my nephews, and my daughter out fishing. And basically, when you're taking kids out fishing, like I said before, bluegill and crappie are, are number one, especially bluegill. You can take them to the neighborhood pond. You can take them to the family farm pond, the lake. And you can, you know, take you some wax worms under a slip float and throw it out there. Uh, you don't even need a slip float. Just your everyday um, the ODNR gives out these little bobbers for kids and stuff. Those are perfectly fine. And uh, getting them out and getting them into, into catching some bluegill. Get into a big mess of bluegill. And don't fish for too long. Don't take them in the middle of the day. Take them early in the morning and then quit before it gets hot. Or take them in the evening after it's cooled down. And only yeah. stay an hour or two. Maybe not even an hour. Maybe an hour or so. If you guys are catching a lot of fish, it might keep their attention. But uh, if you're not, then they're kind of going to get bored and they're going to end up hating it. Now, I, I want to kind of share a family story of mine, and it's about my cousin. I'll keep his name out of it. Um, he's had a lot of issues with his dad growing up. His dad was an avid outdoorsman uh, his whole life. And he was – but he was – he couldn't – manage his time between his outdoor adventures and his outdoor hobbies with his family. And so what would happen was, is he would be fishing and hunting 24 seven. He was never around really for the kids, for Josh. Um, oh, I said his name, <laughs> but he was never really around for him. And, um, but when he did want to spend time with his family, he dragged his family um, all over the place to fish, and he would be out there for hours and hours and hours bass fishing with my cousin out there on a hot boat, you know, and my cousin's a little kid then, and it was just hard for him, and it turned him off, and to this day, he hates fishing, like he hates hunting and fishing because his dad forced him into it, and um you know, they would, they've done all kinds of awesome trips that I would always love to do. They've went up to Canada and they've flown to these remote lakes in Canada and fished out there for pike and walleye and all kinds of stuff. And they've, they've been to Florida and they fished, you know, all these major lakes down there. But he just, he had his son out on the boat for too long and uh, it burned him out on it before he even grew up. And now he's an adult and he hates fishing. You know, his, his, his mom, uh, takes his sons out fishing because he don't like to go out there and do it himself because he just hates fishing. And that's definitely something that you you, you don't want to do is burn your kids out on fishing and taking them out there on the boat and having them out there all day long. And maybe tournaments, you know, they're not a good idea for kids um, when they're young. Now, I think as older, when they become teenagers and you get into tournament fishing, that might be something that that will spark their interest in fishing, you know, because they, you know, some kids are competitive. They like the competitive side. And um, I hate to say and, um, by the way, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just, it don't burn your kids out on fishing. Take them out there, get them on some bluegill, get them on some crappie, and just have fun with it. And uh, don't make it too hard for them. So, um, my next part of the podcast, I want to get into some fishing stories, man. I love stories. I love telling stories and hearing stories, especially around the campfire when we're all sitting around 
you know, we've been kayaking all day or we're getting ready for a tournament the day before. And we're just kind of sitting around the fire and uh, drinking some brews, maybe some chocolate milks. And uh, we're telling stories. Um, do you have any stories that come to mind there, Brandon? I'll start with you. I mean, honestly, the only, like, story I told you earlier in the year, I mean, that's really it in terms of, like, interesting. Um, I told you about how I got caught in that really bad storm. Earlier. Okay. Well, uh, what's an interesting story from this past year? This past year? I mean, honestly, I don't have really many stories. I mean... You are still a young man. You're not at that age yet where you've acquired many stories through bad choices. <laughs> through years of bad choices and craziness. So you don't have any, you know, a whole lot of good stories yet. I understand like, that, man. Not like funny, I guess. Um, but What's your fondest memory of fishing um, as a kid? Like this season or like just... No, in your childhood. <laughs> uh, just, I remember the first time or the first time. Like, I went out. I I think I can. Like, I didn't catch that many. And then, like, when I really started to catch a lot, I realized how fun it was. And I just think that's what – it was just good because I used to go out with my dad's stuff. And that's what – those are some of the better memories. You know, out there. And, you know, we were pan fishing and stuff. So, I got to, you know, have some fun. And I learned how to fish. And then I got into it. So Was your dad a serious fisherman? Not serious. Like, he doesn't do tournaments, but he fished. I mean, he'll fish quite a bit with me you know and stuff so. so what sparked what sparked your interest in doing tournaments and the getting into kayak fishing and the, the story with that um well we have the we have the club that's local um because mm. it was started for me and i took it over this last year but uh, i think that i ended up meeting the old president before it got passed on to me and he kind of showed me like the tournament stuff and i i'm i'm i'd say i'm like a competitive person i guess and like I like to fish, but the tournaments really got me into it. And that's what sparked it for me. Um, and then I ended up just trying out one of my buddy's fishing kayaks that he had. And I just really liked it because I wasn't just fishing. I got to just be really close to the water. And even if I wasn't catching anything, you're still out there kayaking and stuff, having fun. So that's kind of what sparked it for me. Gotcha. Well, you guys want to hear Brennan McDougall's story. He is on episode 14 of the Yak Legion podcast, season one. Um, I think I get into what kayak you're in or some of your past experiences yep. and stuff like that. So yep. check that episode out. It's a real good episode. Um, this guy has got a good head on his shoulder. Before uh, kind of like get this wrapped up, I guess, I just want to say if your school doesn't have a club and you're, you're a high school student, I really recommend if you like fishing, trying to start one up. And mm -hmm. uh, getting kids into it it's a really good thing it's a lot of fun uh, my club personally we do local tournaments for the kids that don't have access to a boat or kayak um and just try to get it going get a couple buddies do a vice president a president just try to get one going for your school because it's just that's what the future of the sport is the high school anglers and the middle school anglers yep uh, just I, I really recommend it if your school is out of a club it's a really fun time and uh you get to meet a lot of new friends through it too to fish with and Oh, yeah, 100%, man. And even like older people, um, the ODNR has a lot of programs how to get, how to education programs that'll, that'll teach you how to teach children how to fish. 
and you know when you're going out there and you got kids fishing you know you're going to be tying a hundred times you're going to be baiting a hundred times you're going to be untying knots and and trying to figure out these horrible bird nests and and rat nests that these kids come up with when they're fishing and uh it's, it's a lot of patience it involves a lot of patience but i think more people should get involved in taking their kids out fishing so uh what about you christian do you have any more stories for us i know you recently got a drone didn't you <laughs> yeah yep i did but um oh story wise though i mean i've got one it's, it's especially about getting a kid to enjoy fishing that i think it would fit this really well so or like this episode really well so i it was either i think two years ago i was out with my buddy at kaiser lake and we were out there fishing we were fishing from the point by the marina i think and we were casting along like the, the edge of the weeds where it met to the open water we were casting lipless um like crankbaits out there reeling in we were catching fish like every other cast we were killing them that day and i remember there was a little like seven-year-old boy right behind me and he had like a little zebco 33 type reel he was just casting whatever bait his um mom put on his lure or on his rod before um she walked away and went back to the campsite for a few and he would just cast and he had no luck at all you could really tell that the kid was getting really down and that he wasn't enjoying it at all so after a while, I end up just turning around. I'm like, hey, buddy. I'm like, are you catching any? He's like, no. He's like, I haven't. He's like, I'm kind of like, he was just all upset about it. I'm like, all right. I'm like, how about this? Like, so I went, I cut off the bait I was using. I tied it on for him. I'm like, here, I'm like, come right here and just start casting right here. So he went, started casting right there and he caught a few fish. And after a few fish came, his mom came and uh, was like, hey, he's like, you ready to go back to the campsite? And he was like, yeah, he's like, mom, he was like telling her about how he caught all this fish and acting all excited before he left. I'm like, hey, I'm like, like, since he didn't have any baits, like many baits at all, I'm like, you have any, uh, like, you want any of these extras that I have in here? So I opened up my crankbait tackle box and some of the old ones that I never used anymore. I've got a compartment for those. And I just let him pick out a few that he wanted to use just so maybe he could have a better chance of catching fish out there and maybe start enjoying it better. So I think that probably fit the, uh, Actually, that story fit the topic of this podcast really well. Yeah, great. So. That's a great story, man. You know, helping a little kid out, a little strange kid. I mean, that's that's a great way to, to really fuel their passion, especially if he's having a bad day. Yep. And um, I know I got my little cousin, Jesse, into fishing. And uh, he got so excited after the first couple of times he went fishing with me. And I took him out. I had a little John boat. It's a, it a 10-foot John boat. It wasn't very big. And I'd take him out on some of our local lakes with him. We just had a trolling motor. We'd troll around, just catch crappie. And uh, he saved his money. He mowed lawns. He shoveled snow. And um, I think one year... Uh, he would did some part-time work at a dairy bar and he saved that money for, and he got a nice 12, you know, a 12 foot, um, um, flat bottom John boat and with a nice trailer, you know, he had a couple of trolling motors with it and we started taking it out to Tycoon Lake. I don't know if you guys have ever fished that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's above Jackson County. It's above Jackson Lake, about 45 minutes. And it's actually, if you look on the list of top 10, bass lakes in ohio like it's it's on there because um it's it's very managed there's a slot limit there i think i can't remember what the slot limit i think it's 18 22 inches bass is the only ones you can keep and i think you can only keep three bass out of that lake so that bat that lake is very highly regulated there and it grows big bass man mm-hmm. but it's overfished too and it gets fished it gets hit a lot because it's on that list of top 10 lakes in ohio so it can be challenging in the summertime. The best time that I I found the fish there was in the spring. 
But, uh, man, he really enjoyed it, and he really got into it. So I think we're going to wrap it up tonight, though. Um, let's talk about sponsors, pro staffs, and shout-outs, man. Uh, Brennan, you got any? Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to Honey Creek Tackle. Uh, I work there, but they've helped me out so much for I don't know how many years now, two years, especially this year. Um, Mr. Twister, I've done a little bit of work with them, too, so they're providing some of the, my opinion, some of the better soft plastics. And um, other than that, I just, like I said, Hunky Tackle, I really, really want to thank them for everything they've done for me and what they're doing for the youth. They do a lot of high school stuff, so they sponsor a lot of the high school teams. And wow. uh, my parents and stuff for, you know, giving me, because I don't have my license yet, I get it this summer, but, you know, getting me to all the tournaments I need to for driving me to Alabama this spring that they're going to do. It's just going to be a, <laughs> them too, because that's, I mean, it's a lot of driving, it's a lot of time. Oh, yeah. But definitely Honey Creek Tackle. Really want to thank them for everything they've done. That's awesome, man. What about you, Christian? Um, I've got two real quick. One of them I'm working with right now with one of my uh, friends. He's got a um, he's got a like a jig and uh, pretty much just a jig company out of Columbus. It's called Hacksaw Jigs. I I believe it's Hacksaw. Um, he just I just started work with him like last week or two weeks ago, but he'll be out at the uh, Columbus Fishing Expo. So if you guys are out there, make sure to check out Hacksaw Jigs. Um, he does handmade jigs for you and seem to be really good quality jigs. I'm going to be using them some this year, and I'm trying to I'm working something out with him this year for uh, possible pro staff. And then also to uh, Ashmore Marine Products. Um, this guy, he does custom dash panels for, like, boats. He does custom stuff for kayaks, too, if you want anything done. Um, and he makes great product products and he's hooked me up with some gear to, for this, uh, upcoming tournament season. So yeah, if you guys need any other custom, either boat panels or boat, any boat accessories or kayak accessories, then get with AMP, um, or Ashmore Marine products on Facebook and he can hook you up with anything. I know he told me he's done some kayak stuff in the past, so he's not opposed to doing any custom kayak, um, accessories. So Wow. I do want to thank you, too, for having us on. Yep. Thank you for oh, having us on here this week, Zach. Yeah, it's always fun talking to you and uh, talking to everybody. Um, I like your hat, Christian. Where'd you have that made at? He's got an OPH outdoors uh, oh. out. Yep. There's a uh, – that's my logo that I had or that I created back in high school in video productions class. So I made that, and I've got – right beside where my mom my – mom, my mom owns a hair salon, and right beside them they've got a place called Red Ball Screen Printing. And I went over there one day. I'm like, hey, I'm like, I need an outdoorsy type hat for my YouTube channel. <laughs> like, here's my logo, just like a black or gray hat. I need it to look like antique or rustic type and looked outdoorsy. I'm like, if you could create something like that, I'd be, I'd really appreciate it. And a few weeks later, came back. They brought it over to my mom's shop right next door. They're like, hey, here's Christian's hat. So, yep. So I have these hats made. If I get a big enough base or follower base, and I may come out with some apparel with them if anybody ever wants them so i know uh, yak legion we have some apparel i've had some apparel made like my hat i'm yep. using vista print currently and i'm kind of unsatisfied with the hat because it doesn't quite fit my head right and i want to keep <laughs> popping off my head but their t-shirts i had made I, I do enjoy them they're not like you know they're not ironed on they're actually embroidered into the shirt yeah and uh, you can wash it and wash it and not have to worry about that fading or going away <laughs> but yeah i just wanted to, i was just curious about your hat man what, who you used so man i yep. appreciate both you guys coming on uh good luck to you brandon out there on the on the water this year and you too christian Thank um you. 
I hope to meet you up there at East and West Harbor, shake your yeah. hand, you know, maybe meet your dad. And uh, I'm sure me. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. See you out there on the water. I might be following you around, trying to find your secret spot, seeing what you're throwing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take, I take binoculars out with me so I can look out on the water. I see what everybody's got rigged up on their poles. <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't that far from me, so maybe we could work something out sometime. Yeah. yeah maybe and Brookville Lake's super close. Yeah, it's about an hour and a half for me, so maybe we could hook up some. I'd definitely be down to meet up there. It's a really good small mountain. Uh, Tasty's Trail, the Cincinnati Kayak Fishing Trail, they have a tournament at Brookville, man. You ought to I'll join that. We ought to meet up there for Brookville. I'll be there. Yeah, I may do that. I'll have to see what day it is. I was actually looking at that tournament. I think it's in April. That'd be fun. can't remember. I'll be there. I'm thinking it is in April, man. May yeah, 31st. I'll see you out there, man. Cause Dang I want it. To May 31st. I can't do it. I'm going to be on vacation. Oh, where are you going for vacation? Uh, Hilton Head Island. I'm going to do a fishing trip down there. Nice. I've been to Hilton Head a couple times, man. It's, you know, um, I have to. It's been... muddy water, but, man, it's nice down there. Yep. I've yep. Been, we go down there at least once a year. I love it there. Great fishing, too. All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Have a good evening. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Yak Legion podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>